Welcome to the Dead Arm Dynasty podcast, where we try to give a refreshingly candid take on the long-term fantasy value of football players throughout their college and NFL careers. For all you Devi League, Campus to Canton, Dynasty Fantasy Football Managers, we're just two friends who spend all of our time talking fantasy anyways. We figured, why not grab a few mics and capture our conversations? It's your boys Josh and Jell, talking fantasy football and current events in our lives. It's time for the Dead Arm Dynasty podcast. Gobble, 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 all you turkeys out there. It's the Dead Arm Sport <laughs> Dynasty Podcast. Got your boys Josh and Jell here for a Thanksgiving-themed episode. We're going to run through just a kind of a quick hitter episode for you today. We're going to run through quit only hit and quit it, yes. <laughs> that is, the turkey, that is, yeah, yeah, when yeah, you're yeah. eating it. <laughs> but, uh, no, we're going to run through the three Thanksgiving games for you, just give you a little preview here midweek. And then we've got a special feast for you. Jell and I are going to build a team using players and liken them to dishes at your Thanksgiving table. So we're going to have some comparisons there for you and build a team quarterback two running back two wide receiver tight and flex. We'll close out the show with that. But beforehand, how are you doing on this uh, Thanksgiving themed episode, Jell? I tell you what, man, all this uh, talking about, you know, the turkeys and the mashed potatoes, it's just making me hungry, man. All I like to see is a running back getting a nice wide open hole from their uh, from that offensive line. I like to call it the turkey hole. That's my best that's my best Gruden as right. as as an announcer. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Not good. <laughs> no, not uh not great, Bob. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, don't have a whole lot for you. We are recording this due to the holidays, some scheduling conflicts, and spend time with uh, family, friends. We are coming to you Sunday evening. Uh, it's halftime of the Sunday night games. Might have some live reaction to that if anything exciting happens. Jell, uh, I see you're drinking out of the souvenir glass we got from the uh, Eighth Wonder Brewing down in Houston. Uh, what you got in the glass? This might be uh, this might be one of your glasses that I never that <laughs> were never recovered. No, I got that you one. Got I never one? got. Uh, no, I didn't get the uh, under the radar one that you. Oh, left that at one the, I've uh, got. Yeah, I've got like four of beer those. Beer garden. <laughs> uh, no, just, uh, well, I had my, you know, if you listen to the previous episode, you'd know that Josh lost his warm beer chug bet on our Miles Gaskin over under 100 total yards, and he finished with under 100 total yards, uh, so Josh had to chug his warm beer for that. In preparation, I bought some Coors, so... I am having a, a Coors. However, this is a cold one that was that's that I had left in the fridge. So, the the question everybody wants to know, Gel, are the mountains blue? Well, these yeah, mountains are, dude. These mountains are like bright blue, bro. <laughs> this is, and then <laughs> nice. I also have just as a uh, kind of a sidecar to this. Saw this at Walmart the other day. Sonic, the fast food chain is now making hard seltzers that seem to be based off of their slushy flavors. So I have a Sonic hard seltzer and it's a mango guava flavored. So I've got my Coors and then I've got my sidecar. Nice. Of a of a Sonic Sonic fast food hard seltzer. Didn't not expect that when I when yeah. I was in a, when I was at Walmart the other day. 
Nothing says Thanksgiving like a Sonic Seltzer, that's for sure. That's, that's what I always tell my grandpa. <laughs> Kicking off the festivities the right way. Yes, I am uh, sloshing down a nice traditional yingling lager. There you, so. All right, all right. Yeah, that feels got, more... I'm like halfway through that 24-pack. and That feels I, more yeah. like something you would drink on Thanksgiving, you know, nice lager. Yeah, when I was out in Pennsylvania... Visiting April, my uh, fiance's coworker, um, coworkers. We, I was drinking quite a bit of Yingling, and everybody was just like, "Really? Like they're just so used to it because they can get it there." So I'm excited. Uh, supposedly they're expanding and going to be nationwide, or at least expanding more westward than they have been previously in the past. So I'm excited. It's a it's a solid just go to beer, just that you can have one, two, ten of them and have a great day. <laughs> I mean they they have them at like. They have them at like 7-Elevens down here, so it seems like they're, yeah, they are expanding. I mean, it's not like it's just at the liquor stores. They're at 7-Elevens right next to the Coors, right next to the Miller. So hopefully they're going to make, you know, make a nationwide name for themselves because, yeah, it's a, it's a solid drinking beer. Love it. Like it. All right. It. I got a hug it. We're, <laughs> now that we're <laughs> feeling festive with our beverages, let's let's dive into those Thanksgiving games. Uh you know the deal here. Lions Cowboys always play on Thanksgiving. One of them's on Fox, one's on CBS. Each of these matchups, we're just going to kind of give some quick hits from it. I'll let you know who I'm starting in this one. Joe will have a little bit more insight. And then we're going to each predict the MVP of the game. Fox gives away their Galloping Gobbler Award. CBS gives away the Turkey Leg Award. And then the NFL Network needs to get their shit together and get more festive because theirs is just the player of the game. But we're going to give weak. you all three of uh, week. who, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> get your shit together, but, NFL. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we're going to give you who our predictions are for the MVP awards from each game. We'll uh, kick it off with the first game of the day, Bears at Lions. This one is going to be interesting. Um, again, we're coming to you from Sunday night right now, so we don't have a whole lot of insight on some of the injuries that ha- potentially happened today. Justin Fields had a rib injury. We did just get a notification that it is believed to be bruised ribs, so we'll keep an eye on that. Definitely good. At, supposedly, they're not any broken ribs. That probably would definitely keep Justin Fields out of this one. But well, that's what that's, I don't know. You know, you've got these quarterbacks nowadays. Even the even the slim ones like like field they wear those what what almost look like bulletproof vests under their you know under the their qb jersey. jacket yeah little those little qb jackets that add about an inch and a half of padding so that has to help in the in this type of situation yep yeah if he is in i mean some guys i'm starting this week i think david montgomery he usually has pretty good games against the lions mooney's coming off of a great game and he still had rapport when andy dalton was in this last week and DeAndre Swift is a lock in this one. And then TJ Hawkinson, Bears have been giving up a ton of points to the tight end position, as we touched on in our last episode, the last two weeks. And Khalif Raymond absolutely burned the Bears in their last matchup, almost got them back into it. So I think he's somebody that could be a sneaky play this week and you could fire up. Yeah, I mean, that was that was one of my biggest notes or one of my biggest takeaways going into this matchup. I mean... The Bears' D against running backs so far has been pretty much middle of the road. So I would expect Swift to, he may not have, you know, the the major breakout game, but he's going to have starter-worthy numbers. He's going to have RB2 numbers, absolutely, I would think, especially given that 
Dan Campbell now has taken over the play calling, you know his mentality is ground and pound, bruise, cruise control, own the line of scrimmage. You know, that's kind of that's kind of the way that he obviously coaches. Uh, and then, like you said about the about the wide receivers, Bears are currently ranked as the fifth worst against wideouts. So you mentioned Mooney as a play. Do you know if Allen Robin if Allen Robinson is back for this Thursday game? Do you know if that's even a possibility? I know he was inactive this week. Yeah, he's got a hammy injury, so soft tissue. He didn't practice at all coming out of a bye week, so I can't imagine he's going to be going on a short week, but maybe that's why they kept him out of this one to hopefully get him into the Detroit one. They picked their poison and said, well, let's wait and hold him off for another four days of rest, and then he can play on Thursday. But I'm almost thinking that he is going to be out for this one. And then if I mean, okay, he's going to be a free agent he, after he, this season. If he so is a go. I'm still starting Mooney. Robinson. No, no, I, I'm not. So, I'm not going to start Robinson. I'm not saying Robinson would ever be over Mooney. Not at this stage of the season. But well, yeah. if he, but would I'm, I'm saying Mooney is an absolute start regardless. Uh, Correct. Lions right now rank is the 29th overall defense. But. If you are an Allen Robinson owner, do you want to put him into your lineup if he's active, given how porous this Lions defense is, if he's active? The only way I would even consider putting him into the lineup is if Andy Dalton is the starting quarterback. If Justin Fields is in, absolutely not, not touching it. Andy Dalton, you could possibly, if you needed to put him in, it is a little bit better of a matchup. But again, with soft tissue injuries, there is always that chance that they tweak something during the game and he could end up going out after that first play and puts up a bagel for you to start off. No, you're right. So and and we saw that we saw this basically that <laughs> similar thing with uh, Marcus Johnson of the Titans this past week where yeah. he had one target and that on that target he pulled his hammy out for the game ended up putting up a zero for for anybody that picked him up so no that's that's probably the that's probably the safer play there i just wasn't sure if you had any different thoughts given the 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 weakness the weakness of that line's defense as a whole if so my i guess my next thing to you david montgomery automatic start yeah, I'm putting him in. And he usually performs pretty well against the Lions and even though he's coming everyone. off of a bad week, it's the Baltimore's got a fairly decent defense. They looked really good this week. They were getting around all over the place, creating havoc and yeah, I I just think that David Montgomery, I mean, like you had touched on the last episode, Khalil Herbert hasn't been involved at all. It's David Montgomery's backfield. He's going to get a lot of touches. If the Bears are to win this game, they need to feed David Montgomery the ball, whether that's handing it off, throwing screens, getting him involved in the pass game. So, yeah, I, I like David Montgomery. Now, if Fields is a go, what do you want to do with him? I Like, going into... I guess before this matchup with the Ravens, he had looked really good the previous two weeks. Faces the Ravens, starts off four for 11, gets hurt. But that's against the Ravens and Jim Harbaugh. So now he's against the Lions, and he was putting up good fantasy numbers those previous couple weeks. 
do you want to get him going or do you still say let's play it say if he's a if he's a go obviously yeah i man i don't want to play him if you don't have to especially with a rib injury it's not going to be a hundred percent healed when Thursday rolls around. If he plays, it's going to be painful with him throwing the ball. Well, I, that I guess throwing motion. So I, I don't like it. They're going to be protecting the rib. So I doubt that they have any design quarterback runs that was, at that's all. What I was going to so, say, the downside there is you probably lose that running threat at least a little bit. Yeah. So I, I don't like it. I, I would try and avoid fields if he can. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of, you know, before before this injury, I would have thought Fields is an absolute go against the Lions, but yes, given that it's a rib or ribs, I, I guess I would try to, I would try to pivot the other way, just trying to figure out ways to get Fields into the lineup, and this doesn't seem to be the week to do it. Yeah, I mean, especially you'd think that knowing it's Thanksgiving. You eat turkey, not ribs. So, <laughs> well, turkey should have ribs. thought better ahead. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, and then and then on Cole Komet, like, are you? You know, he's been hot and cold. Yes it, and no. In, in and, and out, out, up and down, up and down. <laughs> Shout out, <laughs> uh, Miss uh, Katy Perry, if you are listening, absolutely welcome on to the show and. If you want my number, I am ready to give it to you. <laughs> uh, just gonna say that. <laughs> um, no, I, I think is there any you know Swift is a play. Are you going Khalif Raymond then as a starter? And that's that's it for me. I guess it depends. Is Tim Boyle in? That's yeah, the only. I mean, if Tim Boyle, yeah, thing. that's oh, Khalif the- Raymond is only if Jared Goff is in. If Tim Boyle's in. It's Swift and Hawk. Hawk, just because he's probably your only tight end that's on your roster. But I'm not excited about anybody if Tim Boyle's in other than Swift. By the way, did you hear Jeff Driscoll, uh, former Lions Lions backup, converted to tight end? (laughs) No, I did not. So that's an interesting note. Not fantasy relevant, but just a set up in the CFL. Fun fact. (laughs) (laughs) Problem. Yeah, maybe maybe if they bring back the Euro League. <laughs> right. All right, Gel. The moment everybody's wondering the Bears Lions matchup, who is winning the Galloping Gobbler? I I I have to give it to David Montgomery here, especially not knowing what the receiver quarterback situation is going to be. I think David Montgomery can run all over this Lions defense and. He's he seems like a pretty pretty damn easy pick here because I mean, Lions offense is gonna be, <laughs> I guess regardless of if it's Boyle or Goff, it's gonna be limited. Bears can probably just run the ball down their throats. Ball control game, low scoring, maybe a maybe a you know a, a seventeen or something ugly like a seventeen twelve win or something by just ball control. Montgomery getting fed the ball goes for 128 and and a score with 40 yards through the air or something something like that. So David Montgomery's my my galloping gobbler. <laughs> Man, I am live pivoting right now. 
I had David Montgomery written down and I crossed it off because I just, for some reason in my gut, I just feel like this is going to be the Detroit Lions first win of the season, which in that case, if the Lions win, it's more than likely going to be on the back of DeAndre Swift. So I had him written down. However, I am pivoting off of DeAndre Swift. This is live. This is like literally 30 seconds ago. This is as live as 30 seconds ago, I made this decision. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) The Galloping Gobbler seems like the absolute perfect award to cap off Andy Dalton's career. Wow. I am going on record right now Andy Dalton, the 2021 Galloping Gobbler. Hey, if this is a. Honestly, if you're Andy Dalton, if you win this Galloping Gobbler Award, you just retire you just, after the I'm game. Saying. Like, yeah, because Fox, right off Fox into the does sunset. the interview, and you're like, you know, kind kind of the way that uh, kind of the way that boxers do it. Be like, I'm going out on top. Today's my last <laughs> fight, and I made enough money. I'm going out on top. My name is Andy Dalton, and I'm the Red Rifle. Get to get used to it. Do you think if he wins the award instead of like Andy Dalton on it, he just puts Red Rifle? He should. That's how I mean, at least yeah. he should. If you know, he should at least like sign the. You know, if they give him like a plaque or something, you know, or something to sign. At least yeah. I or maybe because I feel like they usually give like a you know somebody wins like a like a Corvette or something during these games. Hopefully he signs uh you know the lease to that Corvette. As red, under red rifle, <laughs> right. but uh, so that is just some insight from me that I do not believe Justin Fields will be playing in this game. But if honestly, if I'm more than likely the galloping gobbler is probably going to be somebody on the defense on either side of the ball because that's probably going to be the only yeah. Score it's gonna like I, like I said, I could see this being yeah. real ugly. Yes. <laughs> All right, let's move into the CBS broadcast. Have the Las Vegas uh, <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders <laughs> traveling down to Dallas playing the Cowboys. This one, yeah, I mean, it's tough to know with the Cowboys. Like I said, keep an eye on CeeDee Lamb's status. I highly doubt he's going to clear concussion protocol in time to play in this one. So, And this one, probably throwing Josh Jacobs out there, Darren Waller, um, Dak, possibly – Zeke, um, Michael Gallup, and then Dalton Schultz is the only like for sure lock in this one. If Zeke doesn't go, definitely Tony Pollard. But if Zeke's in and, and playing, that tells me that he's healthy. The ankle's not an issue that they're having him go on three days rest to play. So I don't think Jerry Jones is going to let Zeke not play. That's <laughs> the you know that's the thing yeah. here. I mean, Tony's been solid. No, though, he has, but so, this is but. This is Jerry yeah. Jones. Well, it's not like he doesn't. It's not like the Cowboys don't get enough press or anything, but he's going to want, you know, Thanksgiving game. Literally everybody, every TV in the country that isn't watching Christmas movies is going to have this game on. So yes. I I feel like Joe, Jerry's going to want to want to make sure Zeke is out there. <laughs> Any other takeaways from this one, Joe? What uh, what insight do you have? You're down in the Big D. Any any word on this one? Yeah, I I mean I I really think that this is 
given the way that the Cowboys look today, I think that they're going to bounce back in a big way, especially given the Raiders' awful, just the way that they played the last two, three weeks. I think this could get real ugly, real out of hand. I'm sure CBS really wanted John Gruden out there as well. That's probably why they wanted this to be their uh, their their Thanksgiving Day game. Uh, but I I don't know. I could see I you know the boy, uh, Cowboys defense doesn't really let up methodical drives. They do have a little bit of weakness when it comes to deep plays. Uh, you know if if like Trayvon Diggs, obviously he's a huge gambler. And that's why he has as many interceptions as he does. But he's also been burned on a number of plays. That's where Henry Ruggs could have made a huge difference for the Raiders. Now that it's just Hunter Renfro and really nobody else within that receiving core. I mean, Deshaun Jackson's done. He's washed. It's, you know, when your main receiving target is Hunter Renfro, you kind of have to be able to have methodical drives and that doesn't really happen against the Cowboys defense. So I could see this being, you know, a, a, you know, maybe a 31 pretty, pretty similar to the Bengals, uh, that Bengals Raiders game being like a 31 13 type of a game. Does it concern you though? If CD can't go just the offense with the Cowboys right now with Dak pretty much, I mean, Gallup has been okay. There was a ton of drops in this one, though. Gallup and, Gallup had, and, and Gallup had a couple of them, too. Yeah, I, which is definitely concerning because those are drive killers. I just, I, I, I just, I just see Zeke having a good game. I have, I, I see Dalton Schultz having, you know, a nice, you know, a, you know, maybe not, you know, a couple big catches. Gallup is no slouch either. I mean, he's, he's not supposed to be function as a wide receiver one but the Raiders defense is pretty rough they do have Max Crosby so that like that that pass rush is okay but it's nothing near I don't think it's going to be anything near the way that the Chiefs blitzed this week again uh this past weekend against against Dallas so no I don't really have too many concerns about that offense in general all right Joe Who's getting the turkey leg? I'm going to give it to Zeke. I I really think he I I know he's coming, he's got that ankle, but he came in and played in the second half. I think that he's going to go for 140 plus at least one score. Like I said, I think Jerry's going to really try to be like, "Okay, there's a reason I gave this man a 5-year, 90 million dollar contract." And he's going to really try to pimp him up, especially in especially given that lamb is probably out and cooper's already out i just see i just see this being a zeke type of a game yeah i i agree i man i wanted to take a chance on Derek carr just 
if the Raiders win, it's going to be because of Derek Carr, and he's going to be the one. But that the gets Raiders the are going to have to win. It's just, yeah, that's what it's just Zeke. I mean, he's been he's been training his whole life for this. I mean, he's got the the feed me motion going, you know, with his bowl of cereal. So I mean, he's just got that turkey leg, and it's just going to be just feeding after this. We'll get one. into so, that no, when I, we get to the meals section. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but no, I I see Zeke having a big game in this one. I mean, you saw that day that Joe Mixon had today for the Bengals against 30 the carries. Raiders. So, yeah. That's that's I could see a I don't think Zeke's going to get quite get 30 carries, but I could see him getting 24. Pollard gets 9 and it's just a it's just a ground and pound just wear them the fuck out and just wear out that that Vegas D and and let's go home and Jerry everybody get up on Jerry's yacht and have the most ex- extravagant uh, Thanksgiving dinner of their lives. All right, last uh, Thursday night game got the Bills traveling down to the former Mercedes-Benz Superdome, and now it's can't really remember, but it seems like that name changes every other year. <laughs> what, but this well, one hey, should be an interesting fun fact. Uh, the across this uh, across the Superdome is the New Orleans Pelicans Arena. And they are sponsored by Smoothie King. Not what you would have expected. <laughs> no. I don't I don't know if that's the last thing I think of when I think of hmm, Cajun restaurants, New Orleans, smoothies. Smoothie probably King. the last thing I think of. But Smoothie King it's like Smoothie King Arena or something. So who I don't know. They do hey, New yep. Orleans does their own thing. Yes, yes, they do. But, yeah, this one, Bills coming off of a huge loss to Indianapolis. Saints, huge loss to Philadelphia. So both teams want to try and get their season turned around at this point in time. This one, after the week that Jalen Hurts had, Josh Allen should be a lock in this one, I think. Stephon Diggs should be pretty solid. Again, temper your expectations, though, because Lattimore will be on him. So could end up seeing a good game from Emmanuel Sanders, a little Cole Beasley action in this one. But I really like Dawson Knox. I think Dawson Knox is a good play, solid play this week. And then on the Saints side of the ball, the only one I'm going with in this one is Alvin Kamara if he's in. Otherwise, I don't know that I want to start anybody. I don't know that I want to start Mark Ingram in this one if Alvin Kamara can't go. I just, I don't know. Saints are just not looking good right now. I would start either of those guys. If Kamara is ruled in, then I'm going to start him. If he's ruled out, I'm going to start Ingram. Ingram didn't look incredible today, but I but he I think he gets enough of a workload that he's worth that he's worth starting. And those are those one of those two's one of those two guys, those are the only starters for me on the Saints side. It's the uh, Caesars Superdome, by the way. Caesars. Not Caesars. the dressing. Hardly knowers. Caesars Palace, I assume. <laughs> yes. Caesars dressing. Uh, no, I, I go back to what you said about Dawson Knox. I, what gives you that kind of confidence? Right now, the Saints are a top 10 defense against tight ends, and Knox is coming off. I mean, ever since he's been injured... I, I haven't seen he hasn't really put up any sort of great production. Or is this I don't kind know. of more I just of a think, gut play? I think it's just more of a gut play from me, not really anything numbers backing it. I just think like I said, Lattimore's gonna be on digs and Allen's gonna have to look elsewhere to get the ball out. So I just 
I don't know. I I think Dawson Knox could end up finding the end zone this week. Yeah, I, I I'm definitely all in on Diggs. Uh, New Orleans, their they their their true weakness is against the wide receiver. They're a bottom ten defense against that position in fantasy. So Diggs and Allen, not that you wouldn't be playing them either way, but I would imagine that you're gonna you could see some halfway decent production out of Diggs. I just see this game in general as being a low scoring kind of, you know, both, like you said, both teams are coming off of brutal losses and I could see this being kind of low scoring, you know, maybe, you know, maybe a 20 to 13, 20 to 16 type of a game, you know, just low scoring. Both defenses are pissed off. Both coaches are pissed off. And I, I don't know. I think it's going to be kind of ugly in that sense. Uh, on the bill side of the ball, I just want to revisit that. Are you staying away from any Bills running back? Because I would. Yeah. I mean, Matt Burrito was their leading rusher this week. So it's, the last two weeks, no, really. I don't, yeah, the last two weeks. So, no, I'm not touching the running backs. And if you wanted any numbers with Dawson Knox, he – was their leading receiver in today's game against the Colts, six catches, 80 yards on 10 targets. So he so. did end up getting a pretty fair fair he share. Good, but like, yeah. I guess, so I guess, I think I guess before that, it's been, you know, the, the, the no, last four yeah, or five weeks sure. before this past game, it's been rough. And I don't know. I, I, I just think it's going to be rough. I, I just think it's going to be a low-scoring game and probably in general not going to be incredible production from either side of the ball. Yeah. Nope. And that's why we're going to, I just came up with this one, Joe. This is going to be the, we're going to go over the player of the game sponsored by tryptophan because everybody's going to be, <laughs> you know, tryptophan induced coma watching this one. So. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> yeah. Who, uh, who do you got as your uh, tryptophan player of the game? I don't think I've ever actually finished this, this, uh, this night game. I think I always end up <laughs> no. passing out like way before it. Yeah, or maybe, the or alcohol maybe and the turkey with like seven <laughs> minutes left in the fourth. Get yes. make sure you make sure you get your uh, your Thanksgiving nap in. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, you know, like I said, I don't think anybody's gonna be a real standout player here. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of take the easy route, and just I I think the Bills are gonna win the game. I think Josh Allen could be heavily involved in the run. And so I'm going to give it to, I'm going to give it to Josh Allen. I don't have anything else to add. He's who I have locked in with this one. I mean, we saw the game that Jalen Hurts had against the Saints running the ball. I think that's a recipe to beat the Saints. So I, I expect Josh Allen to have at least a rushing touchdown in this one. And yeah, being the trip to fame player of the game. All right, we are going to move on to our feast. I don't know about you, Jell, but I am starving. I hope starving, uh, Marvin. Thanks for stopping over. You're seated across from me at the dinner table here. So did I get? Did I get to sit at the big boys' table this year? You did. You're not at the kids' table for (laughs) once. So that's such shocking. Oh, that's amazing. I I'm normally seated at the kids' table, and it's you know it's it's people throwing you know. Whipped cream and Jello at each other, and this is uh, this <laughs> is a like nice uh, nice upgrade here. So maybe yeah, I can have some. Classy. Maybe we can have some classy conversations over some over some red or white wine. Maybe yeah, we'll find out how we'll this ta- the, how this turns see out. See where the afternoon takes us. 
Although I did not bring any red or white wine to the party, granted that I brought fast food seltzers, so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna crack another one open here. Might as well. Yeah, absolutely. You can pour that into your wine goblet. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'll just say it's, so I'll just say it's champagne, given it's works the bubblies. Me. <laughs> so how this segment is going to work, we're going to be going over classic Thanksgiving dishes that you'd pass around the table. I'm going to be passing those around to Gel here. So we're going to set up a team. We're going to draft a quarterback or talk about one quarterback each, two running backs, two wide receivers, tight end flex. Haven't shared who they are for each of us, but... Every meal is going to have a different correspondence to it or every dish. So I'll explain that a little bit more. For example, the first dish we're going to be passing around is our main course, the turkey. And this is the player that you Call that would one want the to build. Hole. <laughs> the turkey hole. The turkey hole. So, so that's the player that you want to build your team around. So each dish is going to have a different correspondence to it. So we can once you use a quarterback, that's it. Can't name another quarterback at all for any of the dishes and then we'll fill out a team. And really and this we'll, is our, we'll uh, this team. is, you know, it's not technically a draft, but it's kind of our no. first uh, putting together of a roster in a while. So I'm, yeah, I, it was, it's, I'm it's an exciting it. uh, little exercise here for me. Exercise yes, is, is not required during Thanksgiving, by the way. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> All right, so the first dish I'm grabbing off of our table here is the turkey. Got your white Ooh. meat, dark meat. Looks absolutely pristine, delicious. I am Do you have a preference between white it. and dark meat on turkey and on um, chicken? Not really. I usually just top it with a ton of gravy, which we'll, <laughs> we'll get into here in a little bit. Uh, I like to slather that on. <laughs> it makes the turkey extra juicy, but... Uh, Turkey's a player that we want to build our team around, and mine right now is a guy coming off of a five-touchdown week. It's Jonathan Taylor. I mean, redraft dynasty, that's that's who I would want to go into a draft grabbing right away and having for quite some time. Yeah, I mean, coming, I mean, coming, <laughs> this is, this is, you're doing this at the exact perfect time, given that he's coming off of this insane week, the best, definitely the best week out of the season putting up uh, you know just in just off standard scoring 53 and change and five touchdowns so can't uh, can't fault you there with with the Jonathan <laughs> Jonathan uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas yes oh this, uh, this tray's pretty heavy gel handing it over to you be careful you don't drop any on the floor uh old Ralphie on the floor of the dog's going to get it <laughs> well i went with somebody that has so far carried their team up to now. So basically, you know, the last thing you want to do when you, if you're turkey shopping, you cannot buy last minute. You would have wanted to buy this turkey a month ago when that turkey is a little bit cheaper and when this player was fully healthy and was able to carry an entire team, or in this case, an entire dinner. So I'm going with Derrick Henry. He is my turkey. Uh, he, he could probably lift up our table and carry it himself. <laughs> he absolutely could. He's he before before the injury over a thousand yards already, and and with with ten scores. Fun fact between and just so you know, 
we did not uh we had not discussed these picks beforehand before this week so through week 11 Jonathan Taylor had 937 yards rushing Derrick Henry also had 937 yards rushing that's just kind of cool that's kind of crazy two baller backs i think that's that's your that's your rb1 and 2 so far in the season yeah it's crazy and to think they're both in the same division too <laughs> <laughs> right and then to think it's that exciting. the and then to think that the Houston doesn't have a single running back and to think that the Jags, well, they have James Robinson, but they ended up taking a first round running back who's not even playing this year. It's just, yeah. and, and look who's at the top of the division. All right, we are on to our next dish. I don't know about you, Joe, but after I load up that turkey on the plate, I always dive in for some, some, some old mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. So. Yes, the mashed potatoes in this case are a player that is productive and you know is going to put up a solid performance, just like potatoes. Potatoes are a good go-to. Can't really go wrong with when it comes to mashed potatoes. So this is somebody that's productive, not going to goose for you, somebody you can trust in and out every week. And mine is somebody a little bit under the radar you could have gotten in the mid-round of your draft. Mine's Deontay Johnson. I mean, he is somebody that every week is going to have five, six catches and have a solid stat line for you. Add in a touchdown here and there, and he's pretty much as consistent as you can get. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have Deontay Johnson as my mashed potatoes in this, uh, this feast. That's a good, that's a, no, that's a great call. He has been for, to me, surprisingly productive, but he has been an every week, uh, you know, Basically, your your baseline is going to be solid. I was split between two guys, DeAndre Swift and Zeke. Uh, I think Swift, he has some great weeks. He has some lower uh, production weeks. It really ends up depending on how much butter, cream, salt you throw into his, his weekly matchups. <laughs> you throw more of that shit in. The potatoes are going to be better. Same thing Some with chives, Swift. little bacon action. Little, maybe a little little steakhouse <laughs> potatoes if you're going that route. The other guy I was debating on was Zeke, uh, and and he's really been he's really been basically since you know week three and people started calling him out for you know you're not you're not doesn't look like you're the same guy you are. You got a little bit of competition with Tony Pollard. Seems like he's kind of laid off the mashed potatoes this off season. <laughs> And, you know, it's, he's in the best shape uh, of his of his career since his final year at Ohio State. So ultimately, I'm, I'm going to end up going Zeke as my mashed potato because I have to give him credit for not consuming so many mashed potatoes. <laughs> I like it. No, he's been definitely a surprise of fantasy this year. I mean, a lot of I mean, we were pretty much thinking he was done at the start of the year, somebody that we weren't really drafting anywhere, and he has proved us wrong, and he's been viable. Granted, who knows how long he'll keep this up for, but, yeah, he came in a lot more trimmed down this year, and absolutely. All right, we got our turkey, mashed potatoes. I don't know about you. Next thing I grab, 
Got to top both those with some nice, uh, nice gravy. Just lather so. it on there, like yes, you said. Just, <laughs> like you <yes>. said. <laughs> I like it extra sloppy. Extra sloppy. <laughs> <laughs> that so. sounded so unhealthy. Just like <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> the the gravy in this one is somebody that is reliable, and gravy is a complimentary topping on this, so it just makes everything better and. This person, not only for fantasy, everywhere he's been, he's reliable, and he makes his supporting cast better around him. It is the ever-elusive, somebody that will not have turkey on his plate at Thanksgiving, Mr. Tom Brady. There you go. All right. So, I mean, it's he's in his 40s right now. He's still putting up fantasy numbers, and it's... It's insane. I mean, at this point in time, you just have to just sit back and just we're never going to see something like this again in our lifetime. Bask in the the gravy. Just take it all in. Yes. Yes. Let that gravy soak into your pores. I'm actually reading a book right now called The Dynasty. Uh, It kind of goes it's I'm about 160 ish pages in uh, and it's uh, you know, it's kind of about how Robert Kraft bought the team, you know, a little bit about his previous lifestyle, how he bought the team, how he ended up uh, transitioning between from Parcells to Belichick, how Brady fell into their lap uh, as event who, and he was, he started off as their fourth string quarterback. That's how far I've gotten into the book. Uh, But he's been, yeah, I mean, he, like you said, everywhere he goes, I mean, his first year just taking over as, the starter for Drew Bledsoe, unreal. And then he goes to Tampa and and first first year wins the Super Bowl with a team that previously was seven and nine. So can't uh, can't fault you on that pick. My my gravy is oh you just spilled it on the table. Oh, <laughs> actually, Aww. oh I got it all over my notes too. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I guess I'll have to lick it up. Did that drop into your seltzer too? Thank God, no. <laughs> no, my gravy, like you said, um, if the definition of gravy is basically that it's reliable and makes everything better, there's nothing better than having your tight end position filled with somebody that's reliable, and that's gonna be Travis Kelsey for me. It's it's yeah. so it's it's so lovely having that tight end position filled. Don't ever have to worry about it. And you know, you may it may look like, oh man, I don't have such a deep wide receiver core. But wow, that receiver core got so much tastier when I throw a nice uh scoopful of Travis Kelsey over it. <laughs> so I'm I'm I gotta go Travis Kelsey. I mean Never, never disappointing. All just, and he, he's just balled out the last, you know, basically since even before Mahomes took over at quarterback for the Chiefs. Yeah. No, I mean, he's an absolute game changer when it comes to fantasy as consistent, reliable, like you said, as you can get. So, all right. Next course is something that, uh, I don't know. Do you prefer it in the bird, outside of the bird made? It's our stuffing gel. How do you, how do you prefer your stuffing? I just, Put it, you know, throw it on to, I just bake it, you know, little, just, Absolutely. you know, outside the bird, I suppose. Okay. 
Yeah, I've had in and out. Usually sometimes you have burger restaurant? a dish of both at the... <laughs> yeah, I think they have stuff in. <laughs> Ask them next time you're in. Yeah, see, hey, can Tell I, them Josh I'm looking sent for you. a Thanksgiving dinner as I'm going yeah. through the drive-thru. Be like, well, yeah, next we can, time you're at... We can get you a double-double. Yeah, anybody listening to this, next time you're at In and Out, just say Josh sent me here for some stuffing, and we'll, we'll hook you <laughs> they'll, up. They'll know what they'll they'll know what you're talking about. Yes, as stuffing is Mashed in real potatoes. life, this next category, stuffing can be a hit or miss. Sometimes it gets too dry, and you got to throw some extra Tom Brady on top of it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> a little extra, most of the time, a little extra though, Kelsey. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. So otherwise, it's just it could be potentially one of the game changing plates at Thanksgiving. So this is our hit or miss category for a player. Mine is somebody that started off the season terrible. You drafted him early in your rounds, but after his bye week, he's come on strong the last couple of weeks, and it's Antonio Gibson. So it's somebody that I hope. He is some nice, juicy, moist stuffing for me the rest of the season. <laughs> Nothing but wrong with something hoping, juicy and moist. Uh, yes, hopefully he doesn't uh, dry out here down the stretch. But somebody that you drafted second, maybe third if he fell to you, you thought you got a steal, but just hasn't performed up to expectations to this point. But you got some glimmer of hope coming out of the bye right now that he's coming off of a game where he had two touchdowns and then almost 100 yards this last week. So... I'm excited about that. Hopefully down the stretch has some nice matchups. So we'll we'll see what uh what ends up happening with my stuffing here. Yeah, I I mean it looks the the it looks nice. It looks like it should be pretty. Now would you throw a little bit of your Brady over your stuffing here? If it's if it does end up being a little too dry, do you ever do that? Some gravy over the stuffing if you're like Oh, oh absolutely. I, I need to I need to I need to chomp this down. A little gravy just yeah, moistens only, it up a little bit. Yeah, the only the the thing is if you can tell spooning it out it's a little dry. Just what take I a, like just to do small. is throw it as close to like I used I just like to slap it right in between the turkey and mashed potatoes so that way the gravy's already there nice. so you don't so that way you don't um, insult your host at all. So that way it's just kind of low key then you under can the radar, scoop it like right yeah. into the you know have the gravy already into there. the gravy. All right, yep. game changer. That's a hot hot tip. Hot tip for any hot, of you. Uh... Hot Thanksgiving tip for tomorrow. <laughs> My stuffing is somebody that's been as hit or miss, as hot and cold as any quarterback this season and it's Justin Herbert he's he's been you know he's had some amazing he's had some down weeks you know he started off this season you know weeks one and two kind of average the next three weeks hotter as hotter than the sun and then the next two weeks back to kind of how he looked in weeks one and two the next week amazing and then last week kind of a dud so really really hit or miss uh moist or or dry if you want to put it that way (laughs) (laughs) no i i agree completely he was somebody that i thought about putting down there but i just i had to go old tom brady is uh mr gravy but so i couldn't use the quarterback position no he was uh he was definitely somebody that I wanted to throw into this category. Other nominees for the stuffing, Tyler Lockett, 
Mike Evans. Tyler Lockett's I mean, pretty pretty obvious, yeah. Yes. Mike Evans, I thought, for me personally, would have been a good one to go in there because especially with the metaphor of throwing the gravy on top to make it better. You got oh. Tom Brady, my gravy, throwing Mike Evans the stuffing. So, But, uh, no, I oh, and Antonio Gibson. But, no, I, I like your pick of Justin Herbert there. Yeah, the, the, the other – I had one other QB that I had considered, which was Carson Wentz. Uh, like he's had mostly double digit games, but he has also thrown in some single digit scoring games. It's like, it looks like he's going to be hot. Then he'll throw a single digit scoring day at you. And it's like, well, shit. Now I'm, (laughs) now I'm, now I'm being let down here. So that's, uh, that was, that was a honorable mention Carson Wentz here. Yes. All right, this next plate I'm picking up is hot. It is our green piping. bean casserole. Piping hot. Piping hot. Hot toddy. A green bean green bean casserole is a dish that everybody thinks is healthy because there's green beans in it. However, it is not. There is a lot of other good stuff that makes it the really dish damn that it good. Is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So the uh, player category i guess for this one the green bean casserole is a big name player that we're holding on to that we just can't seem to drop just because of their name and the thought that man maybe they're gonna end up going off here so mine in this one is somebody that came out just firing at the start of the season and he unfortunately is in your lineup every week for what he did for his first couple and that is mike williams Mike Williams is somebody that had the hottest start of anybody outside of Cooper Cup, and he hasn't done anything since the beginning weeks of the season. But he's somebody, if it was, I don't know, just like Emmanuel Sanders, if it was somebody that wasn't big name at all, he'd be out on the waivers for sure right now. But because it's Mike Williams, there's always been that, oh, he's such a good receiver, but he just can't stay healthy. Well, he's been healthy for the most part this whole season. Played through, I think they said something had come up a couple weeks ago that he was hurt, for, but played through it. But he hasn't done anything, and he's somebody that not only can't you cut him at this point in time, but odds are you're still keeping him in your flex spot, still keeping him in a wide receiver two or three spot. So it's it's tough. It's It's a tough call, and power to people that are able to just cut ties with him and let him go and hopefully he listened to us earlier on in the season and traded him away when we said to to capitalize on his hot streak that we didn't think that it would last because it didn't that's probably the ultimate example of this category because yeah People are obviously just still hanging on to him, given that he just was an absolute maniac at the start of the season. So I, yeah, that's probably the ultimate example here. I, my personal one, and this is, uh, I I say personal, probably more dead arm sports specific, as in (laughs) all three of us given that, you know, what we said in the offseason between you and I and then and Rick, Cortland Sutton, I, we were all super high on him, obviously coming off that ACL, never know really what's going to happen, but 
we all had we all had thought that he was going to have a huge bounce back season, and he has had a few bounce back weeks. You know, just just again going off standard PPR scoring, he's had weeks of twenty five, another week of twenty five, another week of twenty three. So it's like he 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 flashes this special of the healthy green beans, but then for every other week, it's been. You know, every other week it's been 11 points or less in standard scoring. And that's when you that's when he's been bogged down with the cream of mushroom soup and the French's fried (laughs) onions and the cheese and the the salt and everything. Uh, So, you know, he's he is still being held. He's he's the 30th ranked wide receiver, which is I guess ownership worthy, but only because he's had three good weeks. Yeah. I mean that's the only reason he's even top thirty right now is because of those couple weeks at the beginning. But otherwise if he you know you cut those weeks in half, you cut those weeks to even seventy five percent, it's it's his rankings would absolutely just crater. So you know, I, I, I throw I have to throw Cortland Sutton in there as my green bean casserole, just especially given how hard <laughs> our our uh the podcast has been. What were where what uh, direction did you think I was going? No, that's where I thought once you said that the podcast okay. favorite was yeah, okay. I knew exactly who was getting brought up there. And no, he's he's spot on with that category. I had a, I had a couple honorable mentions. Alan Robinson, if anybody's still hanging on to him, which I think He's still owned in 72% of leagues, so there are people still hanging on to him, but he's the 60th wanked, wanked, 60th <laughs> ranked wideout. And then Brandon Ayuk, there's still 68% hanging on to him. Now it looks like he may have turned a corner, but he's, st- he's the 71st ranked, ranked, ranked wideout. <laughs> The other thing with with Cortland Sutton to consider going forward for uh, any any of you Sutton owners, Tim Patrick just did sign this past week a three year thirty four million dollar uh, extension. So maybe Denver also has questions about Sutton's future. Yeah, no, and his contract's up after this year, so that will be that'll be interesting. Could be interesting. All right, we are on to our second to last dish here. I don't know about you, but this is one that I usually pass over and do not touch at all. This is our cranberry sauce. And this is somebody, player that is rostered, but we're just not excited about it. And cranberry sauce is one of those dishes that you either like it or you don't. So it's always at the table regardless you could have one person that likes it and nobody else at the table does but it's still there it's i feel just i feel like it's staple. I, I, I feel like you know i'm good for one generous maybe not even generous but you know a, an okay scoop of it you know I'll, you know worth a worth a few bites that's probably you throw it on the turkey me. i do if you do? i will i love doing that for with leftover turkey Okay, throw that on like a sandwich. Yeah, baby, with like a whole nice. wheat. Okay. Oh, daddy, whole wheat, whole wheat <laughs> toast, Swiss turkey, cranberry sauce, open faced. Mmm. Get at me. Maybe right. I'll put a little well, bit of I'll gravy in there as well, just a little bit to maybe like I'll toast the whole wheat slice 
Then I'll put a little gravy just to so it's not like super super hard. Just a little Tom Brady. Just a in little. There. Just a little. Hey, you can't you can never go wrong with a little Tommy. <laughs> All right. So again, the cranberry sauce uh, player that's rostered, but you're not excited about it. This is one that the hype was so real at the start to the season, and their offense that this player is on is just absolute trash. That I just I can't get excited about this player the rest of the season, and it's Kyle Pitts. Kyle it's pants. somebody yeah I mean he's somebody I was so excited for him I know we all were excited and just he was going to be an absolute game changer but this Falcons offense is just absolutely atrocious Calvin Ridley's not there anymore I mean teams realize that if you can stop Kyle Pitts you're gonna that's, end up winning the game granted it. with Cordy P has stepped up and definitely helped out and he's somebody that's making that offense click right now but it's just yeah, Kyle Pitts is definitely somebody that hype was out. Everybody was excited about him, and it's it's going to be looked back as a disappointment a couple of years from now when you look back on his season. But, again, long-term, he's definitely not cranberry sauce. But for this year's Thanksgiving, <laughs> Kyle Pitts is my cranberry sauce. Yeah, this will be interesting. Uh, future evaluation, see if anybody describes him as, oh, no, he's not cranberry sauce. Before you get into your cranberry sauce gel, just want to let the listeners know that, again, we are recording on Sunday night, and Ellis's dynasty woes continue as Najee Harris punches in a touchdown. You don't, you don't have to keep going. <laughs> My cranberry sauce, somebody that is rostered, not necessarily, you know, especially going into the season, not necessarily excited to own, excited to. You know, he's somebody that you have to draft if he's there, but not really super pumped about it. Adam Thielen, I mean, he's the number two receiver for the Vikings. Kirk Cousins is probably the least exciting quarterback out there. But he still is out there scoring touchdowns. He's got... You know, he's got eight on the season now after he had seven going into this week. He got another one against Green Bay. 50 receptions on the year. Or, uh, going into this week, he had 50 receptions on the year. George, uh, Justin Jefferson only had a few more. So it's like, you know, going into the season, we you'd figure Jordan Jefferson or fucking Christ. Justin, Justin Jefferson. effing <laughs> Jefferson. Justin freaking Jefferson. You come on this podcast, you say his name right. <laughs> I, I have to learn at some point, right? You have to think that it's gonna One be, would it's hope. gonna be it's gonna be Justin Jefferson, A one, which he is an absolute A one receiver, and thinking that Thielen isn't gonna be able to keep up his touchdown rate. Now, granted, he hasn't kept up that same exact rate, but he's at eight through eleven weeks. That's pretty baller. He's in your lineup going into the season. You were not excited to have him, but he's been he's been mad productive. Even if you don't love having him in your lineup, you just kind of have to plug him in every every single week. Yeah. No, I mean, he's somebody again beating the dead horse here that we were down on at the start <laughs> of the season for the most part that uh <laughs> didn't 
think he was going to be able to repeat his season he had last year. His touchdowns are kind of an anomaly. Never had double-digit touchdowns in a season prior to last year. And Justin Jefferson, I mean, I give credit here also to Kirk Cousins for being able to support two wide receivers along with Dalvin Cook in this offense. I mean, Justin Jefferson has still been putting up mad numbers and Adam Thielen's just kind of picking up right where he left off last season. But again, like you said, he's not somebody that you're pumped to have your opponent see in your roster, but he gets you solid production and has been good. Well, and after after the first week, first couple weeks, KJ Osborne looked like he could be a threat to Thielen. Yeah. He just hasn't amounted to to anything beyond beyond his, you know, hot start. So Thielen's still Thielen's still rolling. All right, it's time for dessert, Gel. And I don't know about you, but I'm already full, man. Me, I'm already full. I, yeah, but you you got to force it down. Got to shovel it down before before my nap. Yes, before that uh, Bills Saints game comes on, so you can take a nice long siesta. <laughs> but uh, oh, it's uh, it's time for our pumpkin pie or pecan pie, whatever whatever you prefer out there. Both sweet are delicious pie. and sweet tater pie. But this one is a player that has had sweet un or sweet unexpected production that so far this season, and I don't know about you, but I there is only one person for me that fits this category. It is the Arizona Cardinals running back James Conner. Yeah, that was. I mean, I don't know how it could be anybody else. I'm totally fine if that is also your guy for this one, Gel, because he absolutely deserves to be the dessert and I mean where you drafted him double digit rounds to have him be pretty much the leading rusher when it comes to touchdowns I don't I haven't statted out to see where uh, Jonathan Taylor's at after today's five touchdown performance but I mean where James Conner has just been an absolute game changer that of running back that you can put into your lineup every single week that you get at the end of your draft yeah, no, I mean he's got like you said he's got he's got now 13 on the year. Uh <laughs> going into this week, he had under 500 yards rushing and only 13 receptions. But 12 but or no, no, sorry, but a total of 12 TDs on the season. Like what like this is crazy. And so right now, just so you know, he and Jonathan Taylor are both tied at 13 touchdowns on the season. Okay. Uh, actually, or sorry, I should say JT has 13 rushing, so he is now ahead of Connor in terms of total TDs because JT has some some receiving work. Receiving. Uh, okay. But still, Con- I mean, but either you way, drafted Connor, Taylor in way, the first Connor round versus Connor and. Connor and Taylor are tied for rushing touchdowns at 13. Insane. He was, you know, he seemed to be an afterthought. I, what's, what's frustrating about Connor, if you're a Chase Edmonds owner, like oh, yeah. yours truly. Yours truly as well. <laughs> Edmonds only has one score. His yards per carry, 5.7. James Connors yards per carry 3.9. You'd think it would just be the Chase Edmonds show showing that obviously he can he can at least handle the load, but but hey, life ain't fair, I guess. Connors the right now ranked way way ahead of of Chase Edmonds in terms of of running back production. 
So I had him as my dessert as well. Let's throw him as the pumpkin pie. If we wanted to go like a secondary pie here, um, you know, like some sort of a, maybe if you want to throw chocolate mousse or, or maybe a sweet, well, sweet potato pie, pumpkin pie, pretty much the same thing. Either way, secondary pie. Cordero Patterson. Yeah. I mean, he came out of nowhere. Oh, he's definitely a good, uh, you know, we, we all thought coming out of, we all thought going, or we all thought coming out of the offseason going into this season, it was going to be Mike Dave, Mike Davis, Quadrielis, and Olison, and maybe Javion Hawkins. Hawkins, of course, ends up getting cut. And Cordy wasn't even listed as a running back on the depth chart to start off the season. He's right now the number nine running back in standard scoring, seven total touchdowns. And and if we're playing PPR, he's got 39 receptions, over 12 yards per reception. You have to be pretty damn pumped if you uh, if you're able to snag him. I guarantee he went undrafted. So oh, yeah. if you so if you were able to be the lucky guy, lucky female, and and snag him off waivers, once it looked like hey this he's gonna be an integral part of this offense. You have come out super lucky. So, well, Cordy P's got a, is my honorable mention here. And I give those credit who took a chance on him and put in fab or anything for him in waivers because I thought it was just kind of an anomaly at the start of the season when he did that. I mean, he's been bouncing around from team after team. Oh, yeah. And this is his hasn't ever done that. Yeah. So, I was just like, oh, well, that was just uh, – week one overreaction to, oh, man, Cordy P, he's an integral part of this offense, and he he actually was. So, yeah, no, he absolutely deserves to be a dessert at this table as well. No doubt. All right, let's uh, recap our team. Why don't you run through uh, your team quick, gel go over the quarterback, running backs, wide receivers, tight end, and your flex spot. So my quarterback is Justin Herbert. He sits as my stuffing. My running back, my lead running back, my RB1 is Derrick Henry. He's my he's my turkey. He's been running the he's been running the show. My mash through pota- the turkey hole. In the turkey hole. Hey man. <laughs> running through the turkey hole, man. Uh <laughs> are you Jamaican? <laughs> I'm <laughs> kind of that's kind of how Gruden does his thing. Uh mashed potato. Zeke had to give it to Zeke, given that he laid off the mashed potatoes this this uh, off season. <laughs> Wide receiver one, aka my green bean casserole, Cortland Sutton for his uh, you know his name recognition here, especially given you know his dead arm name recognition more than anything. Cranberry sauce for my wide receiver two, Adam Thielen. My gravy, somebody that makes everything better, Travis Kelsey. And my pumpkin pie, it's going to be Cordero Patterson. All right, mine, uh, Mr. Tom Brady's my quarterback, acting as my gravy, making my everything my better. <laughs> RB1, my turkey, Jonathan Taylor. My uh, running back two is going to be Mr. Antonio Gibson, my stuffing. My wide receiver one is going to be the mashed potatoes, uh, Deontay Johnson. Wide receiver two is going to be my green bean casserole. That's Mike Williams of the Los Angeles Chargers. Got my cranberry sauce as my tight end, Mr. Kyle Pitts. And my flex spot is 
Mr. MVP of the fantasy season for you had to draft him. He's my pumpkin pie, Mr. James Conner. Yeah. No faults there. All right, Connor, Joe. hardly know her. <laughs> Before we leave here, these are uh, some non-sports-related trivia questions, but they are thanks or Thanksgiving trivia questions nonetheless. You can impress your friends with on uh, Turkey Day tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure your friends are looking for Turkey Day for Thanksgiving trivia. But let's see what you got. All right. Who was the first president to pardon a turkey? <laughs> what? Uh, Sam Adams. <laughs> John F. Kennedy. <laughs> of course. <laughs> what was, right, what could one, that pardoning possibly be for? I, for like yeah. robbing a store? <laughs> what, what is this? Maybe he pardoned him from getting executed to be the turkey at the that table. That could be it. <laughs> you might you might be right all right this one is more relevant get you thinking when you're sitting at the table looking to grab that second plate of food how many calories 4, on average 4500 okay finish the question it's how many calories on average are consumed per person at thanksgiving dinner 4,500 calories. More than twice the amount of, uh, well, depending on your yeah. your your height, weight, BMI, whatever situation. That's a uh, that's now okay, Mike. So I heard that that's that's why I shouted that out so quickly because <laughs> I had heard that like I heard that last night. Does that include alcohol? Or does that just include food and desserts? Because if that includes alcohol, that makes a huge difference. Like if you're drinking wine, if you're drinking heavy beers, that uh, that can add up quick. Yeah. No, that uh, that would be interesting. I mean, it says at Thanksgiving dinner, but yeah, I mean, you could have a beer sitting next to you, some wine. Yeah. No, I don't know. All right. I don't know about you, Joe, but I am stuffed. I need to go lay down on the couch and let this <laughs> meal for sit. Maybe take some Pepto or some Tums and <laughs> <laughs> call her a night. But uh, it was a pleasurable meal as always. Appreciate your company with this one. We can be found at Dead Arm Sports, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I can be found at JPEC DOS. That's at J P E C D A S. Gel can be found at DasGel, D-A-S-J-E-L. Send us a review, screenshot that, DM us your address. We'll get you some sticker swag in the mail. Send us any questions, comments, concerns. You can let us know who your feast plate players are and uh, might share those out on the next episode. But, uh, again, thank you so much for listening. And speaking of listening, where can they uh, find us at, Jill? Make sure to hit us up on our with our presenting sponsor, Anchor.fm, you can catch all of our episodes there. A lot of sweet features on, on Anchor.fm, if, and they also have a sweet app. Just just go onto your Google Play, onto the Apple App Store, and search Anchor. You'll be able to find it there. We're also found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Pods. And again, make sure subscribe, rate, review on whatever your chosen listening platform is take that review screenshot send it over to us at dead arm sports on twitter or instagram you can also find us on facebook search dead arm sports and you could send it to us over there as well we will 
we'll take that. We'll send. We'll swag you up. Swag you out. And uh, just a shout out to those again. We are recording on Sunday night, so if those of you played against the Patriots defense, Jonathan Taylor, who had five touchdowns, and somebody that also had Austin Eckler, who currently has four total touchdowns, baby. <laughs> I pity. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Hopefully your next week is better because that is uh, rough pumpkins. Beat down. <laughs> yes. But again, thank you so much for joining us on this Thanksgiving episode. We will be back with you later in the week to preview the Sunday and Monday games and uh, look forward to guiding you through week 12. And uh, Jell, it sounds like you have a festive closing for us. So I'm excited to see uh, see what you got for us. Well, all, all of you Midwesterners are going to know this one. You know, when when somebody's ready, we're, we're all way too nice in the Midwest. You know, we're not like, hey, get out of our Oop. house. It's time for you to go. That's not how we roll in the Midwest. So, really, this is kind of how it goes. Well, guess it's about that time. And as I walk you guys to the door, we're going to exit this podcast.